Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello and welcome to the Trampovet podcast for Saturday, 7th of November 2020. I'm your host, John Walker, and with me as always is Andy Vaughn. Hello. And Gordo. Ooh. This is like the bit that we want to breeze through as quick as possible because that was a depressing. Like God, you said that was our worst week ever. Historically, it's our worst week ever. Like I know I've contributed some shit weeks to the podcast, but it generally <laughs> coincides with like you and Andy getting four out of four. Like and this is when like <laughs> basically everything had went wrong uh, that could go wrong. So I, I uh, think I think the the right way to do this is just flying through as like a report card instead of going back and forth because it's too depressing even yeah. to look at. So my report card was must do better. Banker didn't come in. Wickham won one 0 against Sheffield Wednesday. There wasn't a goal in the second half. Bologna beat Calgary to three two. Calgary led twice in that game. I had the double chance. Gordo, you said Bologna would win that game. And my outside of Liverpool West Ham eh, away double chance West Ham. It was one one till the eighty third minute, and then West Ham just crumbled. I was really looking at West Ham because I thought Antonio was going to be fit. Although he went off injured against Man City, he wasn't shown as being missing on the match day squad up until the squads were announced, which was really infuriating. And my only bright spark was the charity. Um, Atletico Madrid beat Osasuna 3-1 away from home at even money. But yeah, just horrendous, horrendous. Um, yeah, mine, mine wasn't much better. I did anchor in, though, with Kawasaki, comfortably beating FC Tokyo, uh, home win at 6-11. Value was close, 0-0 draw between Vigalta Sendai and Hiroshima. Uh, outsider was close one each draw between Hearts and Hibs when I backed Hibs um, and the charity while a loser was kind of close Hull took the lead I backed Hull uh, away at Swindon they took the lead but ended up losing 2-1 so a week that really could have gone either way um, and it just it fell on the bad side last weekend and I, I truthfully as much the same as, as Andy there so I, I got my banker in had Man City beat Sheffield United wouldn't say it was comfortable you know Man City, Man City won 1-0 so that was all you were getting for that game. But, you know, they, they won the game. That's all I was backing. Um, my value, ODD versus Sarpsburg. Sarpsburg scored late to make it one each. So ODD were up 1-0. Scored in like the 78th or 79th minute to make it uh, one each. Frustrating. Didn't get that one. Uh, Munchen Gladbach versus Leipzig was a 1-0 win for Munchen Gladbach. Had backed that as a draw. Again, Pretty close to what we were saying was a bit low scoring and uninteresting. I just thought it would end up in a draw. And then probably the, the most dismal one for me of the weekend was the charity because I'd taken Haggison to beat Allison because Allison are terrible. Uh, and Allison got the got the win 1 0. I actually went back and started to watch this game as well at the time. Charity was dead at this point. And Allison just were like, right, it's time to like be as arse holy as possible for the next 20 <laughs> minutes and get a win. And to credit to them, they did. So uh, one out of four for me. Must do better, but planning to do better this week. Yeah, I mean, if Gary could just put like music over the whole back of that section that just has like yeah. really, like kind of graveyard esque yeah. music, just really anything like that. <laughs> so that was the. I mean, that was the free content. However, we did do an election special originally for the patrons, which we did release. Now, 
We had a data scientist on and James Blood. First ever time he'd been on a podcast, by the way. He was, um, was amazing. Now, he said the better the night was obviously Biden to win, but he had said, watch it in play because you'll get much better than one to two. Yeah. Although you did yeah. monitor it in play. I got, I got Biden at four to one and I got Trump at around four to one as well because I woke up at five in the morning. Trump had a massive lead. I was like, right, I'll stick 20 quid on Biden. And then today or yesterday, actually, Trump would drifted way back out. So I just locked in 40 quid for nothing. Like, I mean, I know we like, we might end up in fucking global thermonuclear war if, if uh, Trump wins, but I will why, have why 40 do people, pounds. Why do, people, why do people say that? Like, he's, he's literally not done anything offensively when it comes to, like, new conflicts at all. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not, like, a big fan of Trump at all. I hope he loses, right? But people like you always say things like that, and it has absolutely no basis in any sort of evidence whatsoever. I mean, I mean, it was just I was going for patter more than anything. I wasn't, I wasn't, wasn't planning <laughs> right. to like. But, but it's, it's it's now really just fucking me off because like everyone always says that same rhetoric and it's based on nothing. But that's like you could say that about anything. Like you could, when it comes to this, like if there's a well, no, because that's a you know because because this is a picture that we like to base the stuff we're saying on in some sort of factual world. Right? Do you know? What I'll, do you know? What I'll base this on. Do you know? What I'll base it on now, Andy. Have you ever been in the notice period of a job you don't want to be in? (laughs) 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 That's been Trump wanting to get re-elected for four years. We now have two months of Trump in his notice period. (laughs) This is going to be mental. I mean, there's no nukes going off, but this is going to be really funny to see someone who goes, oh, now I'm not going to try. Yeah, yeah well, there's the case. There's the case we made that he hasn't been trying at all, and obviously no. the way that he speaks is very flippant. Um, I, and... I, would, I would love him just to go mental, just to be like, "Nah, mate, COVID doesn't even exist. Uh, don't, don't wear masks anywhere. Everyone back to work. There's no payments." <laughs> it's, yeah, it, like some of the I was because I was talking about this last night with Andy and another guy for our work, and I was like, "Do you think he'll go like just?" fully mental and be like, right, this is the stuff I wanted to do but couldn't. And like, he already had a very low level of restraint for things he didn't want, like to wanted to do and no. didn't do. Do you know what I actually think will ironically happen? Is I think he'll do good stuff now because he doesn't need to try and hold on to that mental religious vote. So I yeah. think people like Snowden are going to get pardoned for a start because he was big on the whistleblowers and was like, no, nah, this shouldn't be a thing. And he knows that Biden and Obama kept whistleblowers things in. So I think he'll do as much that he can legally do to piss off Democrats before going without really being illegal. So I think like things like Snowden pardoned, Chelsea Manning pardoned, just things that will really, really annoy them because these were people that leaked documents on Clinton and stuff like that. I think would do really kind of just like kind of cookie shit just to piss people off. Gordon, yeah, um, are, are you worried about these funds that you should be winning today or tomorrow being locked up for ages because you know of what? Like, it's, legal it's be, battles and yeah, various like, other nonsense happening? Yeah, chicanery. Just, just, I think James Blood said he, he said predict he predicted Republican chicanery and skullduggery in Pennsylvania. That's it. I just imagine like yeah, I'm like this is it's mid December and I'm like I can't believe like I'd locked in profit, but Skybet I'm involved in the fucking legal case. It's like we need this to end. We need to end soon. Nah, <laughs> nah. they're they're going to pay out as soon as it's all counted right because it's going to be like you know how like. Uh, Football games where somebody's fielded an eligible player and then get chucked at the tournament, you don't then get your bet not refund. Like you get your bet, the team won. That's it. Yeah. God, you will have about 60, 70 quid profit regardless in your account to spend on this weekend. The other thing I want well to Well done. 
Godo and I did a midweek episode. Godo, most of your picks are actually two of your picks are tonight. Yeah, actually, it's, so. it's mostly tonight. Um, yeah. Your picks were incredible. You, you basically talked about Dumbarton being an absolute lock. They won 1 0. They were never in any risk. Like, I watched through the. Like, it wasn't any points. I had the 365 notifications on. No cancel goals, no nothing. Like, Dumbarton just clean went and won the game. Mate, it was amazing. See, see, see honestly. Gary, Gary will love this part because Gary being a Dumbarton fan but Gary also likes to be pure super negative about anything <laughs> see with Jim Duffy being your manager and Barry Smith being assistant they probably have the best management team in those bottom two leagues mm. for me like the experience of playing in Scottish football the fact they've not conceded a goal in three league games and won two now says everything for me. Like, that's how exactly how Barry Smith would set up his team, exactly how Jim Duffy sets up his team. And really all Dumbarton now need to do is get a goal a game. I honestly think they'll keep so many clean sheets, similar to annoyingly what I said about Stoke, which is why I never really bet Dumbarton too heavily on that podcast. I just mentioned them. The Mm -hmm. same way I mentioned Leipzig, because PSG were missing Neymar and Mbappe, so they were missing their whole team. Um, But both then came in. They were both 8-5 shots, and I think, what was it, Bayern? I said Salzburg. Although Salzburg gave us two scares (laughs) again. Um, they are not. They are not in the right competition. They're, they're a Europa League side. They are not good enough. It's, it's so annoying. See, even the way Celtic performed against Fenwick Vars, it's so annoying to see Celtic fuck about so much with the Champions League because Celtic and Rangers are much better sides than the likes of Salzburg. They just are. Like it's not even a competition. They're just better sides, and they're doing Scotland a complete injustice. The fact that these teams are fucking sitting there, Ferenc Varos are just whipping boys. You know what I mean? It's just really fucking annoying that that's what's happening right now. Salzburg get pumped six two off Bayern after being in the lead twice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, I just that was my that was my banker. My other banker was Arsenal tonight. So if your Patreon didn't listen to the midweek episode, remember Arsenal are still going tonight, and yeah. I didn't actually fancy Rangers double chance, and you were. So those are the ones. So I still think there's good stuff on the Patreon. And that Patreon is five pounds a month and you can join at any point. Right, let's go into this week's picks because this is really where we need to try and crawl it back. Now I'm in a really dodgy area right now with the banker. Whereas I'm going back to the, the Wickham well that, that failed me last week on the banker. So this could be like people entering the... Bold. Yeah, they could be yeah, entering bold the... bold man. Person. But... Did they win mid... They won midweek. They went, yeah. they went a goal down and, and won again. Down. So so Nottingham Forest versus Wickham in the Championship on Saturday at 3pm. I'm going again, goal in the second half at 1-4. to four. Forest are averaging a goal a second half in their games. Wickham are averaging 1.8. So they didn't happen last week. But midweek there, both of these gate teams played and they both had two goals in the second half. So Wickham are like 1.8 average. Wickham are conceding goals in the second half. That was an anomaly. Sheffield Wednesday were terrible. Um, I don't think it'll happen again. There will be a goal in the second half at 1-4. However, if there's not, Wickham will never feature again in my picks. But I'm, I'm going back. I'm trying to right some wrongs here. Forrest Wickham, a... goal in the second half, 1-4. to four. There's not much in the way of Japanese football this weekend. Kawasaki also took a loss midweek. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps this is good timing. Um, I've hit all my bankers so far this season. So hoping to, to roll it on with round nine of the, the German Dritte Liga. Magdeburg versus Bayern Munich 2. So Magdeburg are bottom of this league. 
Um, they have three points in the form table, uh, the five-game form table. That was a win against Turkish Munchen, I think. Uh, Bayern 2 are a decent team. Um, they have won their last two games, 4-2, away at Vane, and 2-0 at home to Mannheim. And you can get a really big price on Bayern 2 double chance here. You can get 4-9 at William Hill, which I think is quite big um, for, for the draw or the win. So that's X2 in the double chance market of Magdeburg uh, versus Bayern Munich. And Bayern, don't, Bayern 2 do not lose many games at all. No, I, I really like this, Andy. I've got, I've got Bayern 2 ticked on my um, on my flash score because obviously Liam Morrison and stuff are breaking out in that mm-hmm. team. They, they, they either, they either they, they get good results. There are a lot of high-scoring games, by the way, involving them. But games they have lost have been by a single goal as well against better teams. So Yeah, Vic- Victoria Cologne, yeah. Um, Kaiserslautern. Uh, but they seem to either draw or win the majority of their games. And they're they're up against a team, Magdeburg, that seem to lose the majority of their games. So I think yeah. the double chance at, at four to nine is pretty huge, actually. If you fancy taking them just for the win themselves, you'll get 16 to 11 at 365, and you'll get as high as 11 to 8 at Betfair, 7 to 5 at Unibet. So so a big price and offer just for the straight-up win, but for a banker bet, I'll take the, take the Baron 2 or draw. I like it. I'm a fan. Good. Uh, just when you mentioned Kawasaki Frontel there, a big big shout out midweek to Steve Keery for providing two locked on winners midweek in the group chat mm. that I slapped Kawasaki Frontel on and sh- shouldered them with their first loss in like ever, <laughs> basically. Um, but yeah, so I, I was very annoyed at them when I woke up and seen that in the morning. They'd lost 2-0 to Sapporo. Like, mm. not very good Sapporo. They are not a very good Sapporo. I mean, I didn't, I didn't touch the midweek Japanese games, and that's been a blessing in disguise. You can, only, you know, you can only go unbeaten, and you can only go um, like a hundred percent win rate for so long. Yeah, so it was going to happen. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, my banker this week, I'm taking us to the Super Etan on Saturday, and this is a new team in the Super Etan for the for the podcast Halmstad. Now Halmstad are the form team in this league at the moment. Fifteen points from the last five games. They've been great home and away. They've won their last six games on the spin. Been very good in this process. And they're playing this week against Dalkard, another team who have been quite good. Now, Dalkard, when you look at their stats, you go, ah, they they get some good wins in there. When you see who the wins are against, you start to realise they're not that good. So you've got, they they beat Elsie Xtuna, who are right down at the bottom of the league. They beat them 1-0. They beat Orgright down there as well. They lost to Austers. And then their other win in here, it, their other win came against Karlstad 2. Now, Karlstad 2, it's like the, the Swedish Cup and they're playing like way down the divisions. So those wins are not impressive. They don't scare me on this. However, when they have have played any opposition that require a, that have any level of class, like Degger Force, they've lost. So I'm going to take Halmstad to beat Dalkert and you're getting them at two to five, which I think is quite good odds for a banker this week. Halmstad were had a tough test last week as well when they were playing against um, a, a tough test the week prior when they played against Vasteas and they came out two one victors. They won three 0 away at Austers as well. I just think there's a lot of value to be a lot of value to be had on backing uh, Halmstad, and that's why this week they are my banker. Yeah, I I like it, but I think it's going to be tight. Um, I actually really like Godot. I like 2-0 in this game for Halmstad. You're getting 6-1 for 2-0. Um, 
Um, that's a scoreline that Hamstad have had one, two, three, four, four times in the last ten games, which doesn't sound great, but to have the same scoreline is pretty impressive. That he also, that, that, that was also the score that beat them. That was the score. That was the score that uh, they beat them by last time they played, twenty nineteen. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think in, there's a lot of twice. Two in the last three, Dalkard have conceded goals, but they've actually said they've lost two goals, but they have scored, but that's against teams that have been lesser than them. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's some good value in that 2-0, by the way, in that game, if you can get that 6-1. Yeah, uh, I'll have a look at that. I'm a fan of that. I might not have it as my banker, you know. Well, it's not a banker. It's a outsider. So, yeah, so that's that's my banker this week. Okay, no. Um, my value is in La Liga. It's Barcelona versus Betis. I'm going both teams to score in this game at four to five, so just under evens. Betis are not a great side by any stretch. Um, Barcelona are much better. Barcelona are one to seven to win the match. Uh, Betis are fourteen to one to win the match. So you can get an idea of where you're at there. The thing with Barcelona is they always seem to concede goals regardless of who they're playing against. Kiev and Ferenc Varos have scored against them both with COVID hit squads in the Champions League at the new Camp. Um, those have been 5-1 and 3-1 wins for Barcelona. I think very much the same. I think Barcelona are really guilty of doing what they've always done and just attacking with seven, eight players and leaving gaps. I just think Betis will nick a goal. I mean, I think Barcelona win like 4-2, four, 5-2, four, two, two, something ridiculous like that. Seven of Betis's last trips to the new Camp, they've scored in. So this is a common feature that both teams score in these games. I just think 45 is ridiculous with how bad Barcelona's defence is. Weirdly, Barcelona's only clean sheet in the last six games was away to Juventus in the Champions League, where Morata got three goals chopped off for being about an inch offside. Yeah. 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 So, so you can't always read into that. You need to watch a lot of the games, but Barcelona's defence is rancid, and I really fancy Betis to get a goal. I do think Barcelona will win, but 45 is way too much value for me on a both teams to score at the new camp. For my value bet, I am back in Germany, albeit a couple of leagues up in the Bundesliga. This is Friday at 7.30pm UK time for Werder Bremen versus FC Cologne. Bremen are ninth in the table with nine points from six games. So we're still early. Um, they've, they've scored eight. They've conceded eight. Uh, but FC Cologne are 16th. So that's that's third bottom. And they only have two points. So they've got two draws this year. Uh, one each with Stuttgart, one each with Frankfurt. They have lost there are other four games, scored six, conceded 11 um, in, in the process. So I like I like Bremen here. They're unbeaten um, in the form table. And so in their last five games, they won two, drew three. Um, they'll be in high spirits for this game. Um, and I think they'll be pretty confident, especially as Cologne haven't won a game in six matches. Uh, so the, the two draws and the four losses. Uh, you're getting Bremen at a big price here. And you're getting Bremen at seven to five for a home win. They're not even really... You know, they're not odds on or anything. Um, I think just with the run that they're on, with how bad Cologne have started, I can definitely see value uh, in 7-5 to five for the home side. Yeah, it's a really high price. Um, I actually looked at this um, double chance as my banker um, for Bremen, just because I thought, can, mm. can I nick a goal and maybe get the draw? But, I mean, if you're getting 7-5, to five, I mean, you're on the right side of the, the massive odds on that. Yeah, I think... I think a, you know the double chance is a good bet. Cologne have a couple of draws already in their last seven away games. Cologne have drawn two, lost five. Yeah, so, that, so they don't exactly travel brilliantly. Um, and I think the big price, like you said, of seven to five, is enough for me to put this in the value section. 
Yeah, I think that's a, it's a good pick. Like having a BT Sport subscription, it seems like I'm constantly watching them. Like it doesn't doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> did you seem to play? The, what's, every, what's, what, what's your thoughts? It, well, it, it, to be fair, they've got this Werder Bremen have got this ginger guy up front who seems to like constantly get into really good positions and then like fuck the ball off for a corner. Um, so that's that's <laughs> all I can contribute to that that thing. But uh, Cologne have been poor. They've been really poor. So um, yeah, I think I think you're on the right side of that. I mean, you might want to even have a look at the half-time result going in Bremen's favour here because eight of those 11 goals that Cologne have conceded this season have come in the first half. Right, OK. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so, they're, so they're pretty slow starters. Um, so, so perhaps a, a wee look at, at Bremen to win the first half. Decent. Mm-hmm. My value pick, we're in my only, my only French pick of this week. The French leagues for me of the, la- of the last couple of weeks have been, there's not enough really going on outside of the, who's leading the league to give any kind of, last season we gave a lot of French picks because there was a lot of interesting stuff happening. Rather unpredictable for most of the league. However, I think the exception this week is Dunkirk versus Paris FC. So Paris FC are top of the table. In their last five games, they've scored 11, conceded four. They've got 13 points from their last five games against Dunkirk, who in their last five games have got six points, scoring three, conceding four. Now, I think Paris FC will go on and win this game probably 1-0, right? They've got enough to win this game. They, they seem to do this quite a lot. And when you look at their previous games, they beat, they beat Powell 1-0, who are kind of around Dunkirk's level. Paris FC's last five games, they beat Cayenne three one. Uh, they beat Cayenne three one at home. They beat Chateau when they played them two uh, one. They beat Power one 0 They beat La Havre three nil. Um, Dunkirk have been doing okay, but when they face player, when they face teams that are further up the league, they tend to lose one nil. Now that, that that tends to happen quite a quite a bit in there. Now I think the fact that Paris are outscoring teams is enough for me to take them in the value spot. And I think getting them at 13 to 10 is quite a good value price for this. Now, if you look at the rest of this league, it's just like the, the form team in this league, Paris FC, 13 points versus Shomley and 20, uh, who are in 20th in the form table and have three points in the last five games. So there's no one that's not get any points out of this. And anyone could take anything in this French league. It seems like it, like there's no kind of rhyme or reason outside of Paris FC this time. So I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if the rest of the fixtures end up draws this weekend, which I may take as a large kind of uh, ACA. It's just like, see when you look at, see when you look at me, John, we're talking about Europa League wise. You ever look at the Europa League and go, draws, draws all the way down. I have no, no idea what's happening here. But for me, the only game worth mentioning is Paris FC versus Dunkirk. And you're getting Paris FC at 13 to 10. Yeah, it's funny, Gordon Mano is 1-0. <laughs> so I'm laughing at you saying that. That's, that's another one where I'm really like, God, God I'm going to end up having like a treble on your correct scores, I think. Oh, I've got, I've got another correct score to talk about later on, but we'll get to that after the outsider. Right, okay, okay. Um, my outsider is in Serie A. It's uh, Benevento versus Spezia. Hey! hey. <laughs> I'm taking the draw at 13-5 in this game. And it's, a, it's a whole host of things. Um Benevento have lost five of the six Serie A games so far this season. Spezia are a perfect 2-2-2. Two, two two. Um, Spezia are missing loads of players due to COVID. So, although they are really disheartened away from home, I think it's the fact that Benevento have lost five out of six. So, confidence depleted. I think Spezia have enough to dig in and get a draw in this game. I think it's really badly balanced. I think Benevento being strong favourites just based on COVID has not really 
came to fruition anywhere we've watched. We've taken a lot of games. Um, we took Zena against Bru- I took Zena against Bruges because of that. It seems to be that teams actually massively hit by COVID seem to get a wee spring in their step where they have to other squad players are getting a chance. They have to do something different. So I'm taking that especially just having enough to get the draw in that game at fourteen to five, thirteen to five. Sorry, I just don't think Benevento were good enough to win it. And I'm not brave enough to take Spezia to win, so I'm bang right. <laughs> That's it. Um, I'm in the English Premier League on Saturday. It's the 8pm at night game for West Ham versus Fulham. Uh, West Ham have eight points from their seven games. They're in 14th place and they're playing Fulham, who are only a few spots below in 17th with half the amount of points, four points. But I think the interesting thing to note here is West Ham's fixture list has been much harder than Phillips. Uh, four of their most recent games came against sides that finished in the top six last term and they only lost one of them. Um, they won once, drew twice, um, lost one. Whereas Fulham, uh, although they've got a win recently, their first one uh, against West Brom have been pretty dire um, throughout the season so far. Uh, what I want to look at specifically for the outsider bet is West Ham to be leading at halftime and West Ham to win the game, which you will get at 2-1, to one, uh, which I think is quite big odds. So West Ham haven't conceded a first-half league goal at home this season. Uh, they've been leading at the break twice, drawing at the break once. Uh, Fulham, on the other hand, uh, they haven't scored in the opening half hour on the road at all, and they haven't led at halftime on the road either. Uh, so I quite fancy, um, you know, a a solid start from West Ham, another slow start from Fulham. And if West Ham have that half-time lead, they go on to win the game. Yeah. Uh, everyone knows I'm a big fan of this, man. Uh, that that West Brom should be automatically relegated for losing to Fulham. <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm, honestly, man, they, they, are, they are so... I mean, West Brom are pretty bad themselves now. It looks like they look like they're really struggling with no ideas. But Fulham are really, really basic. They're a really, really shit team. I, I, I dislike them. I don't think they belong in this. I'm more just annoyed at the fact that we were robbed of Brentford, who, in my opinion, were like a Leeds and Wolves, who would have come up and actually played good football and been trying to go. Much. Yeah. Yeah. And this pish with fucking Scott Parker, having a team of fucking midfielders that just want to pass sideways and backwards and just hope for the best off of Mitrovic is fucking boring me, man. It's boring the fucking life at me. And I hope every team that comes up against them fucking pummel them. And I hope that's something that doesn't Saturday, I, I think, or whatever the game is. Sorry. Um, West West Ham Haller needs to start scoring see if Antonio's going to be out that's my concern is that Haller really needs to start scoring because he is not what a £40 million striker what the fuck no. Honestly, I, I had him in my fantasy draft team last year and uh, he flattered to deceive in terms of points scored and goals scored I think I've picked him up I think I've got him this year in my fantasy draft team <laughs> and I think that he's one of these guys who even on the bench hasn't threatened of getting into the team when I'm playing five defenders no. So, like, that, that gives you an idea of his, his quality this year. Um, so hey, maybe this is the game to turn it around. Maybe, maybe. You know, you've, got, you've got you've got a home game against Fulham. What better chance? I know. Yeah. Um, so I am in the upper echelons of France, which I consider very different to the lower echelons. Lower echelons are where all my picks come from. The upper echelons are where teams that I don't like play each other. So. Um, <laughs> This week I am taking Bordeaux versus Montpellier as a draw. Now, if you look at these, t- if you look at these two teams, 
Bordeaux at home have drawn three of their last five games. Montpellier away have drawn three of their last five away games. Um, the last game between them was a draw. If you look at the standings, they're on nine points. Uh, uh, after nine games, Montpellier have 14 points. After uh, nine games, bon- uh, Bordeaux have 12 points. Bordeaux have scored nine, conceded nine. Montpellier have scored 14, conceded 13. Everything in this game points towards, uh, with the exception of maybe someone gets sent off, which seems to happen in France quite a lot, um, this this game points towards a draw for me. And having looked at, having watched quite a lot of Montpellier, actually, not uh, much of Bordeaux, um, they're a team that can go out and play anyone and seem to come out with a draw. Like, they played Monaco, who are one of the better teams in this league, came out with a draw. They played Mets, which Andy was talking about before. Like, Anyone can beat Mets. They drew. Like, and if you look at the, the games that they've lost as well, or and the games that they've won, it's been by one goal. So they beat San Etienne 1-0. They beat they lost to Rennes 2-1. And even the Rennes goal in that game came in uh, uh, even their goal in that game came super late on. Like I just see this game pointing towards a draw, and I'm gonna be taking it at that. So you're gonna get the odds of 23 to 10 on that. And with the outsider. I will also mention one one else, and I have this outsider plus plus in here that I think is just, and I know Andy wouldn't let me take it as the outsider here because for for very good reason. Elche well, are playing Celta Vigo tomorrow night, right? Fucking Celta Vigo. Yeah, and Celta Vigo <laughs> are so unbelievably shit, right? And the, see, the last time I took Celta Vigo in, on this podcast, I took them for under two point five goals, and it's the only game in the last fifteen. That, that has under three point. It ended up five one. Remember they beat Mallorca. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Celta Vigo have drawn four of their last five away games by this end. So they've scored. It's been one one with Levante, one uh, one with Valladolid, one and now now with Ibar, now now with Espanyol. Elche at home have drawn now now with Huesca. They drew now uh, now with Girona. They beat Valencia two one in there, and they lost three 0 to Real Sociedad. I think this game's going to be one each. And like, I think this game, if I had more, if I'd been having better weeks in the past, I would have stuck with this as an outsider, as one each. Because I think the correct score here, like five to one for this scoreline. These two teams are just dreadful, like awful teams that play awful football. A game that will go down in history as nothing. Like, Unless someone like unless there's five red cards in this game, no one will remember this. I bet there's a La Liga post much like the that we've been talking about with that what's your favourite football conspiracy theory that Celta Vigo have drawn every game in existence. Like that's they just seem to they only show up when you back against them. So I'm not backing against them, I'm backing them to get a draw. And at one each in that game, I just think I'll 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 certainly back it in conjunction with those other two correct scores, John, and get a and get a patent on the go. Right. But uh, Absolutely dreadful game of football to be avoided by everyone. Right, before we go into charity, I'm just going to mention another outsider. Yes. I'm, t- I'm taking it forward from midweek. Um, East Th- Scottish League 1, East 5, Freedom Barton, right? Dumbarton are 14-5 to to win away at East 5, who haven't won a game yet this season. East 5 have lost. Um, I've drawn one and lost two in the league so far. Dumbarton have won two and drawn one, not conceded a goal yet. Dumbarton against Clyde were the outsider. Dumbarton away at Airdrie were 14 to 5, the same price they are to beat East Fife. And in the opening game of the season, they were 2 to 1 and drew 0 0. So the bookies are marking them outsider in pretty much every game they're playing just now, and they've not conceded a goal to any of those teams. So mm. there's, a, there's a disconnect. East Fife, to be fair, have played decent sides so far this season. 
with the exception of Montrose. They lost 2-0 to Falkirk, that's expected. They lost 3-1 to Cove, that's expected. Um, they lost 2-1 to Rafe, that's expected. But there's a lot of stuff that goes towards losing five out of your six first competitive games after six months out of football. And the Barton seem to be the total opposite of this. They just seem to be a really, really solid side that can pick up clean sheets and pick up wins. I think at 14-5, it's ridiculous to, to not look at that. Um, the Barton away East Fife. I just can't see them Barton starting to concede goals. They look like they're really, really well set up. Gary could probably tell us more, to be honest. It might be total luck. They might be getting pumped in games like Airdrie. But they went to Airdrie and won 2-0. They beat Clyde 1-0. I think they're in a really good bit of form. I think they look really, really sharp. I think at 14-5, I have no idea how the bookies are pricing that game. It makes no sense to me. I hope there's a Japanese podcast similar to us doing the same thing with Dumbarton. And like, it seems really exotic, the things that we do with Kalasaki Frontale. Like, do you think there's people going, oh, I've got this, this weird outsider? Um, but yeah, I think that's a great pick. Yeah, so it's just one to have a look out for. I think it will come in as well. But yeah, have a look. But it's not one of our official picks. It's just something nope. I really, really like that I'd look at if you fancy it. Um, the charity bet. Let's try and get a charity one in, guys. £10 of our own money on the treble. All the winnings go to the Beats and Cancer Trust. My charity pick is a bit of a bold one, to be fair. Um, Athletic Home Madrid are at home at Cadith. I'm taking the home side at minus one. Now, Cadith are on really good form. They are. Really good form. They the, the, beat, the beat Real Madrid, but as Katie pointed out, that Real Madrid game, Real Madrid had something like 30 shots in goal, had all the ball, and Cadith scored in their only real breakaway. So that's a total anomaly. The thing that bugs me is, I watched the second half of the Locomotive versus Athletic Home Madrid game, which finished one each. Atletico Madrid had all the ball, pummeled them, and I think they're just going to absolutely destroy Cadith. I think everything that was frustrated that they'll take out, they'll take out on in Cadith. Cadith have, have given everyone possession of the ball. Everyone, they're really good counter-attacking side, but I don't think this will work. Um, the two teams, that are, the one team that's really put them to the sword this season was Sevilla, who beat them 3-1 away from home. I think something similar from Atletico Madrid, but I think they're too good defensively. I really fancy this to be a, to be like a comfortable two 2-3-0 win for Athletic Madrid, which is why I have no issue taking the minus one. Minus one's 13-10, which is really, really it's strong impressive. odds. Yeah, but I am aware that if people nice. look at it, they'll see that Cadiff have beat Real Madrid at the Bernabeu, but that is like a freak result. It really is. So yeah, that's my charity pick. My charity pick is in England on Sunday evening. 7.15pm UK time, Arsenal versus Aston Villa. Uh, both these teams have 12 points in the league. Um, I am going to take Arsenal for a home win here after Villa have started to concede a lot of goals. Um, so obviously they had that massive blowout win against Liverpool and they followed that up with a tight 1-0 against Leicester. They then lost 3-0 um, at home to Leeds and then again 4-3 at home to Southampton. Um, I'm hoping that well, Arsenal with their win against Man U at the weekend, um, they're looking good. I, I expect them to win in the Europa League um, again. And I expect them to beat Aston Villa at, at home on Sunday. As do I. Um, I'm, really, I'm hoping it'll be comfortable. I, I think Villa are a good side. Um, they've won their, their only two away games so far in the league this season, not conceded a goal. Arsenal have... Um, Deceived a bit at home. I think Arsenal are set up to play better away from home because mm. they invite teams onto them and break the press. Um, I think Leicester can uh, set up. I mean, Leicester have beat every team they've played away, right? And to be fair, if you look at it in hindsight, they pumped Leeds, they pumped Man City, and they mm. got a late winner against Arsenal. So 
ironically, that defeat at home at Leicester doesn't look that bad now because mm-hmm. there's been teams that have been put to the slaughter by Leicester. Um, but I think Arsenal have addressed a lot of the issues within that team. Um, yeah. I Everyone knows how indifferent I've been towards Shaka. Like, I, I don't rate him. And I think what's finally happened is now that Partey's in there and somebody who, by the way, I did like and had been big on from day one was Elneny. Arteta yep. seems to love him. Arteta seems to... Him and Partey, see if you're going to play with that three up front and have your wing-backs come forward. You need two midfielders that just sit just sit in there. And that's been the one thing Arsenal have never had is somebody who's intelligent. Partey and Elneny are really good defensively. And I think people like Gabriel behind them. Arsenal have such a solid base now that normally when I'd be worried about like Aston Villa catching us on the counter... I feel really it's not as much of a problem. I, I feel yeah. really comfortable losing the ball and being like, I mean, see, any team that's got a Jamie Vardy is going to make you panic because you go, mm. shit. But Arsenal have got like, one of the best defences in the league, right? And we've been, yep. away, we've been away to Liverpool and Man City and now Old Trafford. Like, Arsenal have been away three of the biggest teams are going to play away from home and still have yes. one of the best defences in the league. Normally, that's games you see Arsenal getting scudded 5 and 6 1. Off the Hasn't happened this season. Yeah. So I, I think this will be really good. And I also think Arsenal will keep a clean sheet because I think that's yeah. what Arteta is basing this on. So I, I really like this pick, but I also like the idea of like an Arsenal cl- Arsenal to win, keep a clean sheet, or Arsenal to win minus one. I think this will be a game where everything comes together for Arsenal. I hope so. so I'm, ju- I'm just going to take the home win and you'll get seven to ten. And I think that's big enough to be on a treble. Right. Gordo, Gordo, take us home. Yeah, final one for me. Uh, two polar opposites in Norway on Sunday. Uh, this is Bodo versus Alisson. You'll know Bodo from their recent exploits in Narraway losing to AC Milan in the Europa League uh, a couple of times back. Um, they've been unbelievable this this year in the, the Norwegian elite season. Contrast that with Alisson, who are straight up terrible, but did get their first win of the season, uh, the first win in ages to take them from 7 to 10 points. Now, they are rock bottom of the league. 23 games played, 10 points. 10 points after 23 games. Dismal. Bodo at the top of the league, 62 points. 23 games played. Bodo scored a lot in the first half, and I actually don't know if you'd be able to take this, um, but Kay Junker, who plays for them, or Junker, I'm imagining it is, not Junker, uh, seems to score in almost every game. Like, he's, he's... and he seems to score quite a lot of goals. Um, so but I'm taking Bodo half-time, full-time, because they scored a lot in the first half. They'll absolutely rout Alisson. They've played Alisson in the last two years and beat them 3-0 each time. Bodo haven't lost a home game in forever. Like, it was 2019 was the last time they drew a game. Like, they're, they're unbelievable at home. Like, they just are absolutely routing teams. It doesn't matter who they play against. They beat ODD 6-1. They beat... They're just great. So I really fancy Bodo to go and win this. Half-time, full-time. 4-7, you're getting that. Yeah. I, I, think think it'll I, end up, I think it'll end up 5-0. Yeah, I think that's a good... I think that's a really good charity week. I think we've picked a, a really strong treble, actually. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Um, I'm conscious of the time now, guys. Yeah. Um, you getting, you just want to comment on your wee, your wee game that you featured against each other? No, I, I have to go, right, I'll, oh. I'll catch you later on, boys. I'll, uh, <laughs> I got really, right, okay. What off, a game week for me. I, I, I will, I will yeah. I'll go out on a limb here and, and, and sort us on the end of this call. So I noised up Andy quite, quite a lot when it came to Fulham's goalkeeper getting a clean sheet that I thought would take me clear. Then Leeds Leicester decided to give Andy an insane amount of points from both Jamie Vardy 
Telemans in midfield, Dallas getting a goal, Leeds get like <laughs> being pretty good. Like basically, see yeah. anything that could happen that was good for Andy did happen in that game. So he ended up. It was really tight until the last game, and then Andy ended up routing me sixty forty four or something. Or was it about it that? Was, it wasn't. Yeah, I, I ended up with sixty points, which I think was the highest out of everyone. But it didn't look like it was necessarily going to go that way after Bellerin got twelve points for Arsenal, and then uh, you got a Fulham clean sheet as well. Looked like I was going to lose, and I was taking all sorts of abuse on WhatsApps and, and Facebook Messenger. Uh, but the uh, Dallas scoring in Tielemann and Vardy just superb. Yeah. So I'm still top of the of the draft league, and I await your uh, our side bet being. Um, uh, the money being sent through to me, and you can also include the home runs total money as well. <laughs> yes, that uh, that that I was I, that was that was going to be double or quits, I believe, wasn't it? I have been doubled, doubled. Um, but it. yeah, so it was good, good win for you. Well done. Nice, thank you. Uh, so fixtures this week. Um, I play Andy Sweeney. He's been kicking about at the top of the table. John, you play Michael Stokes, and uh, Gordon, you've got uh, last year's winner Neil Moore, who hasn't been having a great season this year. Don't worry, um, he'll pump in- me. In terms of the fantasy Premier League overall, uh, the salary cap game, I believe Chris Jones still leads the way in the Trample Bet League and looks to take everybody's fivers. So it's still tight. Um, at the four of us that are involved in the podcast aren't doing great in that. But yeah, hey, Ham Fighters get- 2021 on 448 points leads the way. I uh, I'm way up. I, I went way up that league at the at the weekend. I I managed to get I Vardy triple captain. I get seventy one points in that league. Seventy nine. I'm looking oh, at it here. Yeah, yeah. You are now. That's moved you up to twenty sixth place. I'm in twenty third. So, and I don't even know how to check that league. So I've got no comment. Yeah. Don't worry about it, John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, join the Facebook group. That's where all the, the stuff happens and all the invites uh, to join our competitions and fantasy leagues happen as well. Just search Trampled Bet Podcast in Facebook. Uh, Gordon's already pointed out we've got a, a huge community there of over 200 people that all share uh, tips and bets. And Steve Chiari uh, had an absolutely belting uh, pick midweek um, so he, he posts quite regularly and he, he, he often posts really good stuff you'll get uh, Michael Stokes sharing some great rugby picks as well and various others so it's a really good resource um, and John we also have our Patreon channel yep yeah, patreon.com forward slash trample bet it's five pound a month to join the trample bet club loads of extra content midweek episodes UFC election special like we said just everything that we can think of US, US Masters coming up coming up that was the podcast have a good weekend Happy hunting. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.